eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning. It's Tuesday, November 19th, and you are listening to the College Football Daily, a 24-7 sports podcast dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news and doing it all within 15 minutes or fewer. I'm Connor Tapp, and I'm joined today by 24-7 Sports College Sports Editor, Trey Scott. Trey, we have a very weird situation unfolding in Columbia, South Carolina, where for the second time since Friday, the University of South Carolina has issued a statement backtracking on words uttered to the media by school president Bob Caslin. Most recently, Caslin issued a statement late Monday night saying that Athletics Director Ray Tanner has not reached out to Florida State to discuss how they managed Willie Taggart's buyout. Hours earlier, the Florence Morning News published a story in which Caslin is quoting as saying that Tanner had reached out to FSU on that subject. The Florence Morning News is, uh, says they reviewed the record of their interview with Caslin and are standing by their report. This comes on the heels of a controversy from late last week in which a different South Carolina newspaper quoted Caslin as saying, quote, Coach Muschamp is my coach. That's the message. He will be my coach through the end of the season, and then just like any other coach that's out there, whether it's a soccer coach, whether it's an equestrian coach, whatever, they're going to do an end-of-year assessment. The athletic director does. So kind of damning with faint praise there. A lot of people interpreting that as – Despite Caslin, you know, on the face, kind of supporting Muschamp, that it kind of being a backhanded suggestion that he is in trouble here entering the Clemson game. Then on Friday, South Carolina Athletics Director Ray Tanner issued a statement saying that Bob Caslin has their support. The statement says, today I want to make it clear that Will Muschamp is our football coach and will be our coach going forward. Caslin has supported that statement, curiously, even in that Florence Morning News interview, but then kind of going on to say that, you know, if things are really bad against Clemson on, uh, in two weeks and there aren't any fans at the game, then maybe we'll have to reassess. So, Trey, it's kind of a bizarre situation where at, at moments it seems like, oh, well, maybe South Carolina just has this brash president who kind of speaks his mind but then the it's kind of undercut by the fact that you know hours later in both these instances the school issues a statement kind of backtracking and it kind of makes it seem like nobody's on the same page and nobody has any idea what's going on i was gonna say it looks like a mess i mean i've never seen an athletic director 
saying, like laying out stipulations for a coach keeping his job, as Kaslin did, saying, you know, we'll see how the Clemson game goes, almost implying how bad is the loss and is anyone there in the stands. That doesn't help anybody. Um, it doesn't help in recruiting. It doesn't help the retention, or sorry, the recruitment of staff. If Will Muschamp does keep his job in 2020, it's a bad look. It's a bad look for if South Carolina does make a move on Will Muschamp and wants to hire a new coach. Um, yeah, you're going to go. You're going to. The president of your school uh, is likely to undercut you uh, at any given notice. I think this is. You know, Will Muschamp has not done a good job this year at four and eight. I think he deserves better than than this game of you know whatever Kaslin's pulling and you know we'll see. But I think it, this is sort of laying the groundwork for um, a pretty contentious uh, end of November. And and, I, and you know I mentioned recruiting Connor. Yes. Yeah. And it's let me lead into the next segment because it's not going to help with this guy. Um, the number two player in the industry generated twenty four seven sports composite Jordan Birch announced on Monday that he has a commitment date set for December 19th, which is exactly one month away. The crystal ball favors Clemson for the Columbia, South Carolina native, but it does feel like a wide-open race still. In the aforementioned Gamecocks, the hometown Gamecocks had a ton of momentum this summer. So we'll see. Birch is also high on other finalists, Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. I was thinking the advent of Birch giving us a save the date allows us to remind all of our listeners that the three-day early signing period is barreling toward us beginning December 18th. Um, So don't remind me, a lot of work to be done. Until then, here are a few things you need to know. This is really the new National Signing Day. Last cycle, 77% of all prospects formalized a commitment by signing their letter of intent. That's up from 65% a year earlier, which was the first of the early signing period. So the first Wednesday of February will always have a special place in our hearts. But this is where sort of all the business gets done. Birch's announcement is one of many that will decide what is currently a very tight battle for the number one class in 2020. Uh, The Clemson Tigers are currently number one with 304.30 points. LSU is right behind them, 304 Point twenty-four. That's an incredibly tight margin. I have never seen a margin so close for number one. Alabama with 300.7 is third. Three other top 10 players are also undecided. Linebacker Justin Flo, cornerback Khalil Ringo, running back Zachary Evans. They have not set commitment dates. Stay tuned. And then overall of the top 50 players in the 24-7 sports composite, only eight remain uncommitted. That is a similar number to the last two years, but yes, if you're thinking that's not many guys, the trend of the nation's most coveted targets deciding on their schools earlier and earlier has continued. The signing period has pushed us toward that. As we get closer to December 18th, we will start to devote more coverage uh, toward that period, but until then, uh, take that as a little primer. Yeah, one last observation on Birch here, kind of tying these two lead stories here today on the podcast together is, you know, not only is Birch from Columbia, South Carolina, he actually is teammates with Will Muschamp's son. And, uh, you know, this decision, maybe it'll have ultimately a, a role to play in whether Muschamp does get retained when you look at the dates. Uh, 
uh, Birch deciding on December 19th. Uh, on December 30th is a pretty significant date in Will Muschamp's contract from uh, the December 30th to 31st. About uh, a little over half a million falls off of his buyout. So maybe maybe South Carolina kind of waits to see if he can pull off a Hail Mary with Birch before going ahead and pulling pulling the plug um, at that point. So uh, we are going to take a quick break. And on the other side, we've got updates on Tua Tungavailoa and Tom Herman. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the College Football Daily. Next week for Thanksgiving, we are hoping to air on the podcast some comments from listeners about things they're thankful for. So... If there's a college football thing for which you would like to express thanks, call 312-789-5647 and leave us a voicemail. That's 312-789-5647. That would be cool. Right. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> be a little little Thanksgiving fun. Um, so uh, let's get back to the news here. Alabama quarterback Tua Bailoa underwent successful surgery on his right hip Monday in Houston, according to the team uh, orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Lyle Kane, who calls Tua's prognosis at this point excellent with expectation that he'll make a full recovery. ESPN's Laura Rutledge further reports that Tua will be on a partial weight-bearing recovery plan for six weeks, and then in three months he will be able to begin athletic activity again and by the spring be able to resume throwing. And with all this, we kind of got an eye on NFL draft season. And to that end, ESPN's Mel Kuyper says he believes Tua's injury puts him third in line this in the spring's NFL draft among quarterbacks behind LSU's Joe Burrow and Oregon's Justin Herbert. Uh, I mean, you know, long recovery ahead for Tua, but certainly given kind of the initial fears about this injury, I if, you know, third quarterback taken in the 2020 NFL draft is, is, the, is, is the extent of how far he drops, I think you're ultimately feeling pretty good about that. It would cost a bit of money for him on the front end, but if he can go to a team in the you know, the, the further and further you drop in the draft, the chances are better that the team's infrastructure is better. Could set two up for more success in the long run. Maybe the Patriots make a move and get them around 10 or something. Who knows? Um, at 6-4, and four, the Texas Longhorns are the most disappointing team in college football. And they began the season in the top 10 with Big 12 and college football playoff aspirations. If you want to, you can put third-year head coach Tom Herman on the hot seat. But he's not going anywhere. And... Even in my emotional opinion, he should not. But his act the last few weeks, which I would define as arrogant, has not done him any favors with the fan base. After losses, Herman has taken to reminding fans that it's, quote, really, really hard to win. He sometimes acts like he invented the game of football. His greatest sin has been continuing to act like everything's fine as his fan base burns with anger. But Herman smartly changed his tune Monday, in his press conference, allowing that Texas fans do have a right to be upset with this nightmarish season. 
clarifying that he was outcoached Saturday in a loss to Iowa State because in the immediate aftermath of the game, he had said he wasn't, and even admitting he made a poor coaching decision or two in that loss. So some humble pie for Tom Herman, but uh, I think he really needed to serve that. Trey, how big is this weekend's trip to Baylor for Tom Herman and just kind of what the vibe of the program is going to be heading into the offseason? Well, he upset Texas fans even more regarding this week's game against Baylor and then Thanksgiving week against Texas Tech, saying, you know, this is a chance to, you know, finish with a, uh, a really nice record against uh, teams in our state. And Texas doesn't really care about playing for a state championship. So that was a t- another tough quote for him. The vibe is Texas will probably lose to Baylor and be 6 and 5 and be playing Texas Tech for 6 and 6. And someone's going to have to get fired. It won't be Tom Herman. Maybe it'll be defensive coordinator Todd Orlando. But I think the general consensus is that Tom Herman sort of needs to show some, uh, some, some growth after year three. And growth for Tom Herman would be admitting he was wrong about something and making a change. All right. We've got new college football playoff rankings tonight. The reveal will begin at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Shortly after the rankings release, we'll publish a new episode of the College Football Daily reacting to the new rankings. That's going to do it for this morning's episode of the College Football Daily. If you appreciate what we're doing, we ask that you do one thing this week to help spread the word about the show. If you're in need of a suggestion of a thing you could do that would really help us out, leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts would be just great. For Trey Scott and our producer, Tani Levitt, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you on Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning, depending on when you listen for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.